0: welcome back to footwork a podcast for those who dream big never settle and make their own path i'm sean
1: and i'm dylan together with guests we share stories and tips every monday to educate inspire and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers
2: better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way welcome to footwork
0: Matt Miazga is an American professional footballer currently playing for FC Cincinnati in the MLS. Over the past 10 years, Matt has played with eight teams in six different countries. His journey began with the New York Red Bulls, signed with Chelsea in 2016, and then was loaned out for the next six years, taking him to Holland, France, England, Belgium, and Spain. After his final loan move in Spain, he made the jump back to the US to sign with FC Cincinnati. Matt's mentality shines throughout the conversation, showing how he was able to adapt and thrive at each of these clubs. We talk about the move to Chelsea, being on loan and what comes with that. U.S. men's national team caps, having to perform immediately while still adapting to a new environment and playing under Vincent Kompany at Anderlecht in Belgium. So, Matt Miazga, welcome to Footwork.
2: Thanks
1: for having me, guys. We always start with the motto, make your own path for someone who, I mean, really embodies with this unique journey and professional career. What does making your own path mean to you?
2: um good question
1: making making your own path is kind
2: of um it's about you know setting goals for yourself um visualizing those goals making a plan on how to achieve them um and doing it through you know hard work consistency and and a lot of discipline because that's the only way you can really do it um uh, i always say if it was easy everybody would do it you know what i mean and and this journey of you know pushing yourself and and trying to become uh, the best uh, footballer and in this case, you can be is definitely uh, a lot about, you know, consistency and discipline. So um, that's what I would say.
0: And before we dive deeper into, into your amazing career, um, who are you, where were you
2: and where are you going? Um. Well, how should I answer this? Um, <laughs> I'm just a normal uh, American Polish guy, uh, kid that, Grew up uh, to two immigrants from Poland in New Jersey. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, the ba- the, the basis of, of who I am. You know, my, my parents instilled a lot of, of hard working values in me. Um, and and that kind of, you know, brought me to who I am today and and, ma- and made sure that I, you know, if I want to achieve something in in this life, in this career, is to, to work hard and, and push yourself uh, no matter what. So. Um, I would say that's who I am where I'm going is a really good question. um I just try to strive every day to be better uh, as a person uh, as a footballer, as a father now as a husband as a as a brother as a um as a son as a teammate and as a friend so and as a human being so I think that's really you know if I can just every day kind of just be better than I was the other day the yes the day the day before um and uh and take it like that because when I was younger and, and a lot of, uh, for me, it was kind of like you look too far ahead from the future and you kind of like forget what's, what's happening in the present. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you got to really focus on the present and, and what's going on in your life now. Uh, sometimes you worry about, you know, the end goal too much and, and you forget about, you know, the journey. So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: And starting with the now, I mean, Speaking on it, for someone who's played for eight teams in six different countries across 10 years, how does it feel to be back in the MLS playing in your home country? And what does it feel like for playing for a club like FC Cincinnati?
2: Yeah, it feels good. Um, like you said, I've, I've played in a lot of different countries and teams and and uh, I've gotten some great experiences. But, um, yeah, now to be back to MLS, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely enjoyable as well being back. The league has grown in- tremendously since I've left um you know the league has it's i would say it's getting there you know it's definitely growing um at a fast rate you could see with all the uh all the clubs the stadiums that are being that are that are built that have been built and are being built um you know a lot of now players from mls are being sold for big money to europe which is also a big step because you can see that european clubs are coming to mls for talent um and um I feel like I'm in a good moment right now. You know, the club's doing well. Uh, FCC has really um, invested in the club and, and, and the, and the, um, and the players and the infrastructures. Uh, you obviously know that, you know, they have a new stadium. That's amazing. Full, full capacity all the time. Um, and they have now they're building like new infrastructures around, um, around the uh, new developments around the stadium. That is gonna make it feel more European like with, you know, um making it more of like a you know, a city feel. It's in the city, but it's a little bit on the outskirts. So mm-hmm. that's that's growing and um and yeah, MLS uh, is in a good moment now, it's gonna keep growing and especially now with the twenty six World Cup coming up. Um, I think uh you can you can imagine after the twenty six World Cup, uh how much more players are gonna be coming to become in MLS, that's for sure.
1: You got a good taste of, of some very high-level European leagues. How do you compare the MLS on the field? Um,
2: I would say intensity-wise, definitely up there. You know, yeah. a lot of there's a lot of physicality involved in MLS. Um, I would probably say that MLS probably really compares to like the Championship in England and like a little bit of the Belgian league. The Belgian league is very physical and and direct as well. Um, so I would say it's probably a comparison of those two. Um, La Liga was just the league is a higher level. Um, France was a higher level. Um, Holland was more like technically better, mm-hmm. but less fast paced. I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. But if I were
2: to do comparison to the leagues I played and I'd probably say the Belgian league or the the English Championship is is a is a similar comparison to the way MLS uh, MLS games are.
0: And and what um what led you to your decision after playing? Uh, in Europe for such a long time since two thousand fifteen, decide to come back to the MLS.
2: Um I think it was a, a culmination of things. Um, you look at where you're at, you know personally in your life. Um, so um, you know, I've gotten an amazing amount of uh, of of experience and opportunities in in Europe uh, and I've been there for you know six and a half, seven years. Um, and then when when Cincinnati came, the project they presented was a bit more uh, attract- attracting, um, attractive than, um, than some of the European clubs that, that came in for me um, because the time was, the reality was I was leaving Chelsea at the time um, and, uh, and obviously being at a big club like that for, for numerous years and then going to other big clubs uh, on loan um, was good and then um, the last few months in Spain I didn't play much. So I was kind of like in a, a weird situation at my age. Um, so um, I got some decent offers in uh, in um, in Europe, but the but the best one for me at the time was Cincinnati, and and it all worked out. And uh, I couldn't be happier with my decision.
0: And you mentioned Chelsea. I guess we can. I mean, we can go way back and take it there when you made the jump from uh, New York Red Bulls to Chelsea, and then which led you to uh, yeah a life on loan as as Chelsea has come to be infamously known for as a Chelsea fan myself but um what was that like I mean you 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 were playing with the men's team at Red Bulls for two years uh didn't see much time and then you had one great season uh was a big part of that that season and uh yeah the next season Chelsea comes knocking and that started your European career
2: yeah um it all happened very quickly um started playing at Red Bull um pretty young I was able to uh Jesse Marsky me be very uh you know, uh, backed me with a lot of confidence and gave me an opportunity and and I kind of took it with both hands. So, um, that was definitely, uh, a great moment for me playing for my hometown club, playing every game, winning the supporter shield, and then had a good u 20 world cup. And I remember there was a lot of European offers at the time. Um, Chelsea came in strong in the winter. And then it was kind of, you know, that was the best option for me at the time. It was, um, I remember speaking with Mourinho when he was the manager. He wanted me with the first team right away. Um, I saw a path at the time because, you know, you had um, Gary Cahill, JT, and Ivanovic and Zuma right at the time, center backs. So you had three guys that were, you know, getting older, and then you had a younger guy. um, And I kind of came into the first team picture as another younger guy to see if I can – you know, make a pathway for myself and, and learn from the older guys. Unfortunately, Mourinho got sacked a few weeks after I met with him. Um, But the club was, the club still believed in me and, uh, and, uh, and went out for me and got me. So I was able to beat the first team for, you know, the, that 15, 16 season. Um, But then Conte came in uh, the next preseason. The reality was I was a, I was a young raw central defender from America. I had what, 50 MLS games at the time. So, the reality was, you know, uh, Conte or, or or a big manager like that wasn't gonna rely on a young center back with relatively no European experience. So the reality was, I had to go on loan, and and Vitesse was the perfect option for me. Going to divise for a, a club fighting for European spots, and I was able to get in, get in, and get my games in, win trophies, uh, win a trophy, sorry, and uh, and play Europa League. So I got a bunch of experience through there, and then that kind of obviously led me to a few other loans by the time, you know, when that all happens, you know, there's more managerial changes at Chelsea. You're playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. They're going to go out and buy, you know, a 30, $40 million center back and, and, and go with him. And, you know, that's why you see a lot of players that go on loan from Chelsea are you know, previous um, players from previous managers that get sacked and new manager comes in, gets his own players. There's also a lot of young Academy players from Chelsea that go on loan because there's a, there's a, you know, you have the best academy in Europe, technically. And um, then you have, like, one of the best first teams in the, in the world. And there's a big gap. And they're too good for the academy, the, the young kids. But they're not good enough for the first team at the time. So they have to go out on loan and get experience. And it's just that's, that's how it goes. So um, there, there's a stigma that, you know, the loan, it, it, if you get loaned out, it's not good. But it's actually really good for you and your development. You know, you're going out and playing men's football. Right. So a lot of the people who have this notion that it's not good. They have no idea what they're talking about. That's part of the development. That's part of the, uh, the journey for the young players. So.
1: And then coming back into preseason each time with, with Chelsea, can you explain us your approach there? Because it almost seems like you kind of have to go on trial again, even though you're at this club yeah. where you have to prove yourself each time there's new managers each year or whatever it may be. How did you kind of approach this process each, each preseason?
2: Yeah. Each preseason was a bit different. Um, the reality was, um, after like the first year or two, when I would come back to preseason, I would think like, Oh yeah, maybe I have a good chance in preseason to show. But the reality was like, you know, then that they, they buy a wave of new players and, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to break in. That's just the reality. You're trying to break into one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, so, so my mindset was kind of trying to get sold at that point. Um, but, uh, it's very hard to get sold also um, because you, get, you have to have three parties to agree to, to a deal. Um, so sometimes, you know, there were, there were good offers, but they were rejected by the club. Sometimes there were offers, but I wasn't necessarily, you know, interested. Um, so it's, a, it's a, it's like a big process and a, definitely a lot of things that, that happened, but um, definitely after, you know, after I came back from the test, after two years, I kind of knew like, I I needed to kind of get out to kind of get out on a, on a permanent to kind of work my way to get back to that level, if that makes sense. But I was never mm-hmm. able to get out of permanent for, 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 many different reasons. So, um, but I was still glad that I was able to get some good loans and good clubs to come in for me and, and, and play some solid minutes in in different leagues for sure. Yeah.
0: And how was that first half a season with Chelsea when you first went there to play with the likes of John Terry, Cahill,
2: Ivanovich? Yeah, it was great, man. It was great. Obviously. Um, it all happened so fast. I was in a high, obviously. You know, I was like, I was at nineteen, twenty years old, just won, you know, a trophy with with Red Bulls, playing for my hometown club. Just, just got called up to the national team under Klinsman. So like, I I was like on a real high, and then right away in January, I go to the first team of Chelsea, and everything just happened so fast. So I it didn't really sink into me when I was there. It was just kind of like just the progression of where I was at. Um, it was a big step, and it was kind of. You know, in my mind, I was always envisioning this step. Um, so when I got there, it was great. You know, I was playing with some of the best players in the world at the time, some amazing players, amazing people. Um, and uh, it was definitely a great experience. You know, I was on the bench in some Champions League games, um, made my Premier League debut. So it was definitely, uh, definitely some good experiences. Obviously, I learned a lot playing at that level, what it takes um, to be the best day in and day out. Um, so, um, I learned a lot for sure.
1: Another influential person in your career and someone who's had a star studded premier league career of their own was Vincent company at Anderlecht. and I've heard you yeah. speak about him a little bit on some other podcasts. And I was just wondering if you could dive into what it's like to play for, for a manager like him and what you've kind of learned both on and off the field from him.
2: Yeah, he was amazing. He was, uh, he was one of the best managers I ever had. Um, just, I can I can speak a lot about him. I can't I can't say enough good words. Um, I learned a lot uh, from him, not just because he was a center back, and uh, and he always gave me tips and gave everybody all the defenders tips um, in a lot of certain situations. But <laughs> but um, the way he approached um, you know his tactics and his philosophy, you can see that you know every moment on the pitch that that we that we were doing played in played a role in how we played as a team because a lot you know you can use like I've been at a lot of clubs and been at co- been with coaches and most of the coaches are like this you know you do sometimes um drills and and sessions and they're not really you know they're just football drills or a, a possession drill or a, you know a 5v5 five, uh small sided but with him every every type of drill every every moment in the session was a way to 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 emphasize our philosophy and build on how we play the game, um, so that was really helpful. Um, even on the video, we would we would um we would um do tactical analysis of uh, uh, a pre match analysis of the opponent, and he would he would we would we would watch the video um, and then the scout, and he would show you know how the other team plays, and then he would draw and show tactics on how we're going to play against them and beat them. And show them show opportunities for us to exploit um <coughs> the opponent. Sorry, I need a glass of water. But um, but um and then we would go on the pitch and work on it. So he would show it to us on the board and then the video, and then we would work on it in training. And when you worked out in training, we go on the pitch, and exactly what he would say, what, what what would happen is exactly what would happen on the pitch. It was just a matter of us executing uh the moment and the and the um and the strategies and most of the time we were able to do that sometimes we aren't we weren't but we're not perfect so it happens but <laughs> that was the first time i've ever been part of a, um um a, a coaching staff where like it was so detail oriented every situation and then when game day ha- game day came about you were so prepared and you were so ready and so confident and that's what you really want um, as a player, to to be prepared for game day and and have the confidence that yeah we're a good team and we know how to play and we're going to stick to our principles. So he was he was really good at that.
1: Does it surprise and you, can see you? It now?
2: They just got promoted. They just yeah. got exactly. I was just going to say, does does it yeah. does,
1: does it surprise you? I'm this not surprised. I'm
2: not surprised. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised. I told. I said um, <clears throat> when I was at Anderlecht, I uh, I said that you know he was going to be um he was going to be a manager for a for a big club one uh, sooner rather than later so uh, and i still believe that and as you can see he just took burnley in his first year in the championship which is not easy no, definitely no. not easy and he went to uh, he got promoted what, with 100 points or something like that so fair yeah. play to them so the congratulations to to the yeah. people over there
0: yeah how have all these moves adapting to all these different <laughs> places leagues and countries helped you grow on and off the field
2: yeah, it definitely makes you grow up, obviously, because you got to adapt quickly. You know, there's no time for, uh, to settle in really, um, because you're there, you got to perform right away. If you don't perform, the next guy comes and takes your position, or not even that. You're going in there to take the other guy's position because you're on loan, and technically. So you got to earn your position and then you play all the parts. You know, sometimes, you know, you don't have as much, I, I should say, um, you don't have as much strikes as the other guy, that is from uh, from that country and has played at that club for a while, um, uh, to 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 make bad performances or, or have a bad run of form, um, you know. So sometimes when sometimes there's managerial changes. So the, the the two times that I went out on loan, for example, to France and then to uh, Spain the two managers that brought me in they ended up getting sacked like midway through the season and then a new manager comes in and sometimes it doesn't work out you know you're not his player you're on loan you know the reality is you have an American cloud over your head and that kind of plays a part in some managers um so that all those things play a part and um and you have to just make sure that you're ready at all times so um I've had some good stints I've had some you know not great stints but uh very a lot of learning moments uh from those stints, and um it's definitely a sinker swim world in europe you know you don't have the you know the reality is fighting for their job it's a you know there's promotion there's relegation um there's certain uh certain incentives on finishing in certain positions in the table um so so everyone um so every moment in every game is important you know and for example you know guys are fighting for contracts Guys are fighting, you know, to get sold, uh, to show themselves for the next move. So every moment in training, every every game is important. Um, and I feel like that lacks a little bit in MLS because the reality is there's no consequences if you really play bad. You know, um, for example, as a team, you know, you won't get relegated to the second division. Your, your paychecks um, won't be will, uh, will still be paid on time. Uh, your paychecks, if you get relegated, won't, you know. Uh, get a 30%, 40%, 50% deduction. So that sense of urgency, those little details matter with uh with games and intensity of these games and the passion these games um uh these games uh uh show. So um mm-hmm. those are little details that that are I think big factors in the way uh the differences between European football and, and American football.
0: You mentioned that the American cloud that follows you around um and it's it's very a unique situation because it has positives but also negatives could you speak some
2: <clears throat> yeah i mean the reality is um sometimes in europe you know you go to places and you know there's a stigma that i'm you know Amer- i mean or a few years back but even or it's still now that you know soccer isn't really a popular sport in america and you know, Americans don't play soccer or, or should I should say football, you know what I mean? They don't know how to play, blah, blah, blah. So you got to kind of prove them wrong um, and prove yourself right that, you know, you belong. And, and then all these things, because the reality is, you know, there's not much Americans in Europe. You know, now there's more than ever. When I was there, there wasn't much, um, you know, I, you can count, you know, uh, on two hands if, you know, which Americans are playing in like good leagues and, and. um and playing well. Um, So uh, now it's a lot more. So fair play. So a lot of guys are testing themselves and going to Europe and wanting that challenge and doing really well. So that's a fair play. But there's always going to be that cloud. And if you play bad, oh, you know, the Americans don't know how to play or the Americans fall or this and that. So that does happen. Um, But um, as I played longer in Europe and uh, got more, you know, became more of a mainstay with the national team, that kind of does go away a bit. Because then, you know, we start winning tournaments. There's more players that are playing well in Europe. And then, you know, you're kind of basically repping America, you know, that they can show that we can play football and then they kind of gain your respect. So those are some of the the challenges, but those are some of the, the obstacles that we overcome. And now when you speak about, you know, American football, you know, the the politics pop up, the McKenzie, the Tyler Adams, the the Rainas, the G, uh some way they're like whoa these guys are top players you yeah. guys you know we're mm-hmm. 30, 30 40 million pounds you know what i'm saying so there's definitely a lot of respect now for that for us and i think um you saw in the world cup we, we put some good performance they put some good good performances in and um and, and and gained some respect so it's getting there it's getting there that's for sure
1: when you reflect on your time in europe um which opportunities are? Is there one opportunity that could have that kind of stands out to you in terms of being your favorite, or where you learned the most, or where you were able to perform your best on the field?
2: Um, had a lot of good moments. Um, that's tough to say. I mean, you know, I just I look at each season and, and can pick a moment from each season to be honest with you, because I was at you know a different club. Uh, for a majority of that. Um, I just remember when I was in Holland uh, winning the Dutch Cup. That was really mm-hmm. special and important. That was Betessa's first year, uh, first trophy in the history of their existence. And I remember playing, um, it was like, you know, when you watch the TV, like a you know, cup final, it was us versus was at Alkmaar. So one that was 25,000 yellow and black, 25,000 red and white. Crazy. And it was just an incredible atmosphere. We ended up winning the game 2-0. Um, that was phenomenal. Um, when I went to Reading, for example, like I came in and we were in, we were in a relegation battle, and the intensity and the pressure of those games, uh, of relegation rele- relegation battle games, are amazing and and definitely like nerve wracking. And being able to 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 survive and escape relegation that year was was really was really. Uh, really relieving and 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 it felt really good to come in and, and help the help that club uh avoid relegation and, and and play in those intense games because that also you know builds character and 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 teaches you how to you know play under under pressure in certain scenarios so that was also a fun moment you know going to Anderlecht and, and being a leader that season um I, it was I remember Vincent's for Vinny's first year and Um, there was a lot of pressure on the club. Anderlecht being Anderlecht, um, biggest club in Belgium. So everyone's watching. Um, That was also uh, good. I I learned a lot in in, in football terms in in Anderlecht. And then probably, you know, last year in Spain was awesome for me and my wife. We loved it. Um, The beginning was great because I was playing like every game. Obviously then there was a managerial change and, I had COVID and I lost my spot and all this stuff happened and I couldn't get get it back. But um, but living in Spain was another great experience. I was able to learn a new language and and lifestyle in Spain was definitely awesome off the pitch. So uh, that was very enjoyable. So every 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 place was enjoyable, that's for sure. And then obviously along that journey, all the people and teammates yeah. you meet, you become lifelong friends and and I made some amazing friends through those times. So I I can never take that take that away
1: from that. You know what I mean another another group of teammates I uh, just want to speak quickly about your time with the US men's national team how candid are you in terms of your desire to get back to wearing the badge and be there for the world cup when it's on home soil
2: yeah that's a huge goal of mine um that's something that you know if i just you know take care of what i should take care of it should happen um we'll see who the new manager becomes so um i'm excited about that so i think i'm in a good situation now and um in a, uh, in MLS and in a club like Cincinnati, where I can kind of regain form and kind of get back to a certain level, and then from th- from there, who knows what can happen. But uh, it's definitely something that is a
1: goal of mine for sure. Do you have a favorite memory uh, so far of your time representing the U.S. Men's National
2: Team? Um. Yeah. I mean, there was some good. Me- yeah. I mean, obviously, my debut is always going to stand out just because that's the first time you know you've played. Um, that was one. Um, one that always sticks out to me was like we um we played France right before the 2018 World Cup before they left uh, in Lyon away, and we ended up drawing them one one. Um, but that was something that I remember. You know, we, we went in there with a very young squad, guys just you know paving their way in Europe. Dave Sarikin was interim manager at the time, so it wasn't really an established squad. But we went in there and played against team that basically won the World Cup um, and we put a great performance in and ended up drawing one-on-one. So I think that was a, a game that really stood out to me as well. Um, so um, yeah, that was one as well.
0: And reflecting on the journey right now, what things would you say helped you get to this moment? So in other words, why did Matt make it as a pro and why is he still going?
2: Um, question, I think it all goes back to, you know, you know, the values and uh, my parents instilled in me as a young kid, you know, hard work and kind of setting goals for yourself and, and creating a plan and, and working hard to achieve those goals. Um, And then consistency, you know, you got to stay professional. You got to be on top of everything in your life, you know, making sure you're doing the right things and, and making sure your body's feeling good. I'm definitely getting older, so I'm feeling it. So, Now I have to step it up even more. Um, But all those things add up. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, discipline and how bad you want it. You know, in your head, it's about how bad you want it. How bad do you want to be successful in this sport? You know, how bad do you want to keep improving? Because there's so many players, you know, coming up, uh, you know, and, and trying to take your spot. There's tons of players in this world, tons of guys trying to make it, trying to to keep Growing and improving and and taking your spot so you got to make sure that you're ready um and performing at a good level because um you're also trying to take other people's spots as well so it's a big competition um obviously it's professional sport so um there's always going to be a lot of uh competition and and um and motivation to do well so uh and at the end of the day, it's a job, right? I mean, it's a passion, obviously, because you love the sport. But it's also a job, you know. At the end of the day, you know, if if I'm not playing and I'm not performing and earning good contracts and you know, bonuses and all that stuff, you know, I gotta take care of my family. I gotta set myself up for the future. You know what I'm saying? So all those things play a part, uh, and that's just the reality of it. You know what I mean?
1: Heading into our fast feet round now, some quick fire questions to to end up. Favorite player growing up. Ooh, Ronaldinho! Class. Favorite moment, that's my in football? generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, us too. We're right there, yeah, exactly.
2: Well, how old are you guys? <laughs> twenty uh,
1: nine.
2: Twenty nine. I'm twenty seven. So yeah, that's our gen. That's our generation, mate. That's two. our generation. That's Ronaldinho. Two videos, man.
1: Exactly. I'm, yeah, skills. Yeah. Skills compilation. Watch exactly, that, man. Exactly. Favorite moment in football.
2: Favorite moment in football. Ooh. Probably scoring my my first professional goal, which was against New York City FC, uh, Yankee Stadium with Red Bull. So that was that was one of my favorite moments for sure.
1: About most difficult moment. Most difficult moment. Oof. Oof.
2: Most difficult moment was probably when. It's um... a good question. I don't want to say any, like, losses, in tournaments. Actually, I don't know. Like, I want, like, there's a difference between disappointed and difficult. Like, for example, like, the U20 World Cup quarterfinals was disappointing because we lost in penalties. Um, 2019 Gold Cup final, disappointing. Um, some, yeah. Uh, but most difficult was probably I was in France and the manager that brought me in a nant got sacked. new manager came in and i didn't have a great game my first game with him um ended up you know making a couple mistakes for goals and then uh and then it got suspended for the next game and then lost my spot and then it was just kind of really hard to get back in and i got exiled i was difficult um but ended up working out because i went to uh to reading the next transfer window, but uh, that was probably a difficult moment uh, because it was just, you're in a different country. You can't really speak the language with the manager. You can't really speak and have a relationship and understand each other. And then, you know, uh, it didn't work out. So that's what it was. Yeah.
0: Best advice you ever received.
2: Best advice I've received. um, I don't know if I word it wrong, but um, basically um, don't get too high. uh, when you're, you know, achieving very good things and, and feeling like you're on top of the world, just stay calm, stay humble and then don't get because it's not, you know, you're not that special. And then um, when it's too low and you're feeling really down at yourself and you feel like the whole world's against you, it's the same thing. It's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. You're not that special. Just kind of stay even ground, stay in the middle, stay calm and just keep doing what you have to do. You know what I mean? Don't think about, you know, oh, I'm the best or oh, my God, I'm the worst. The reality it no not really cares what you're doing you know everybody has their own problems in life and and that's the real reality you know what i mean so don't really focus mm-hmm. on a, you know what other people think of you and just have a level head and go, go do what you have to do
1: so true i'm interested for this one favorite place you've lived spain yeah hands down yeah, spain,
2: or... last, last year basque country so far yeah if it's not home, New York, New Jersey, then
0: right, Spain for sure. What yeah, was your favorite you. part about it there?
2: Just the lifestyle, you know, food. Uh, go into, you know, for example, uh, all these vineyards. And I was by Saint Sebastian. Can go to the water over there. Go to Bilbao, the hikes, the mountains. You know, just the lifestyle, uh, the siestas, the tapas. Easy, calm lifestyle, you know, having a drink, having a having some good food, uh, quality food, you know, uh, good. Fo- obviously, Spain's uh, La Liga was an incredible league to be a part of. So just that whole lifestyle was was great. The language, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Can imagine? Best player you ever played with and against? <laughs> with
2: probably um, Tyrion Rear or Eden Hazard. Um against against is tough to say because like I always say where for example you um like I played against Neymar, I played against Mbappe Benzema, Vinicius Jr. So those are players like you're like they're the best in the world. But at the time you kind of like had a decent game against them. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So like was that you? that was probably be the best players I played against, but I I struggled more sometimes against other like you know relatively unknown forwards or something again in relative to those types of star mm-hmm. names if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um but like if if you gotta talk about like best quality probably those guys like Benzema, Vinicius Jr., um Suarez, yeah, uh Mbappe, Namor. Yeah, those guys. If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Oof. No, I never crossed my mind to be honest. It's always love It's, always, that. That's, that, I love it's it. always been like Ever since I was like, what, 14, 15, it was just like, I'm becoming a footballer. Like, there's just, there's just no plan B. Like, it's just like, this is it. Like, I have to do it. And then I never thought about doing anything else, but
0: yeah. It's worked out. Favorite book?
2: Favorite book. I read a lot of books recently, (laughs) but um, (laughs) one of of my favorite books was um, uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh, 12 mm-hmm. Rules of Life I think it was 12 mm-hmm. Rules of yep. Life that was a good one that I enjoyed yeah
1: do you have any quote or mantras that you live by <laughs> I wouldn't say I live by any like quotes or
2: mantras I would kind of just say that like you know the 17 19 20 year old version of me is different has different mentality or mindset that you know the 27 year old version of me has now if that makes sense like you know you you grow as a person you know you have different priorities in life at the time for example I have a family now so like my priorities are a bit different um than when I was younger and you know I was more loose uh for example um you know you grow and, and you have different interests and hobbies nowadays for example than when you were younger so um it's tough to say uh but it's kind of just like continuing to just stay level-headed. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of these footballers, uh, professional athletes, think they, they're they bigger than they really are. Uh, but the reality is everyone's, you know, the same, you know, the hu- normal human being, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think with so social media nowadays, that kind of uh, creates a different perception on people's heads. But the reality is, like, we're all the same person. Like, just, just, just you know, obviously, you know, off the pitch. Uh, is you're a different person than on the pitch sometimes because you're a competitor or whatever, but off the pitch, stay humble, stay focused on what you want to achieve in life and just, and just be a, a normal human being. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And the last one result for the open cup against New York red Bull in New York.
2: Oh yeah. It just came out. I saw that. Um, I mean, I don't like to predict results, but I, I want to, you know, predict a, a good performance by us. And, 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 uh, and hopefully uh, going into the next round.
1: Fair enough. Right. Matt, we want to thank you so much for coming on. We'll let you get back to the family. Uh, all the best this season, and you know we can't wait to see what's in store for you.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Uh, what, what clubs you guys are playing for right now?
0: I'm playing for uh, Phoenix Lubex. So it's in the northern part of uh, Germany. And I'm in the north state.
2: Actually, you guys, how, how, are you guys close to each other?
0: Yeah, we're in the same league. Different teams. In oh, the
2: same nice, league. nice, 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 nice. You guys know German now? How long have you been out there for?
0: Yeah, so uh, five years. So it's, it's a quite quite a long time. Enough
2: Green to learn for me. Yeah. But yeah, we, we
1: know German now.
2: Nice, nice. That that that's good to know. That's good to know. Knowing the language where you're playing at is so important. But that's awesome. Where you guys are really, where you guys really from?
0: From New York. New York. Oh New long York, Where in New yeah, York? Long Long Island for me and Dill's in uh, Hudson Valley.
2: Oh nice, nice. Yeah, close by, close by New Jersey.
0: Yeah. absolutely well, fair
2: play keep grinding guys it's not easy for sure and uh looks like you guys have a good mentality out there so keep up the good spirits appreciate, appreciate it, man. you man thank you for All taking the time worries take care guys
0: man yeah well, he <laughs> who's gonna start yeah it was uh yeah it was nice to have him on what a what a journey man um i remember him when he first signed for chelsea i was excited as a chelsea fan as oh, an american you know on chelsea um and then yeah what a career and journey and path he's made um you know going playing in five different countries across Thanks. six seven years um yeah and and every country except uh in netherlands where he spent two seasons there It was just one season and on to the next one or a half a season and then on to the next one which is uh yeah it's not easy to do to pick up and move somewhere and like he was talking about you have to perform immediately there's no like, oh, he's on loan from Chelsea. Okay, he's going to always play. Like, no, he's got to prove that he should play. um And he did mention what happened in France where he didn't play well under the new coach, and that was it. Yeah. And for the next, you know, half a season until he could transfer out, he wasn't in the team. um So, yeah, credit to him. 2026 World Cup coming up soon. It would be amazing to see him in the squad. um Yeah, time will tell.
1: Time will tell, yeah. And I mean there's so many things that stand out from his, I mean, first, he always liked to come back to this priority and this theme for him to stay level-headed, I think was, is very important in his career because, I mean, just look what, what he's had to do. He's had to adapt every year to a new, besides the one year where he stayed for two, he's had to adapt just consistently, constantly to new situations, to new people, to new coaches, to new teammates. You know, he's always had to have this, bit of chip on his shoulder to prove himself at every single year. And it just shows, it goes to show like, you know, the people coming into this game, you know, girls and guys, like, there's players who have, who are doing things who have done things that are so much harder than what you've had to go through. And like, you know, he's had to adapt at what was it? Six different clubs. Yeah. I mean, you know, that feeling of homesickness or feeling like, you know, you don't have a home to go back to. It's always changing. Like, you know, we all feel that feeling, but you can get through it and get to the next one. And yeah, it's amazing to see, you know, what he's been able to do in his career. And, you know, I'm happy for him that he has a little bit more of normalcy, I guess, you know, signing a, I think he's signed till 2025 at FC Cincinnati. And, you know, like he said, if he feels he's in a good spot mentally and on the field physically. So when you're doing that and when you have all those things, you know, the performances will come and. Just like Sean said, hopefully we see him there at the World Cup. Um, I remember being a Red Bulls fan and hearing about him going to Chelsea, too. So it's, you know, it's it's crazy full circle to get him on the pod one day. We have to, again, thank him for coming on. Thank you to the FC Cincinnati media team. Um, and, yeah, I mean, a blueprint, really, in my eyes for, like, yeah. every path is different and you have to prove yourself at every at every turn.
0: Yeah, exactly what he did. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds from. Um, and yeah, exactly. I mean, six European teams, and then eight, including Red Bulls and Cincinnati, in total. I mean, in a what? It's eight, nine, nine year career so far. I mean, that's yeah, it's not easy. And he obviously the mentality that goes behind that is like you can't. I can't speak enough about that because it's. Yeah. And the situation he goes to Reading when they're in fighting relegation. Throw that throw that go. in the mixer, you know you and go. you have to perform immediately and he did and then he goes on
1: these loans and halfway through yeah. you know the, the coaches are switching again, you know like it's half the reason why it was difficult for him to get this playing time of these starts and you know the chance at Chelsea is just it's always consistently changing. And so when a manager comes in, of course, like it's in Chelsea, you don't get a lot of time. You know what I mean? Right. Like, as a manager, we've seen that. You don't get a lot of time. So it's kind of tough to, like, give guys chances at times. You know, I'm I'm happy he did get some chances in the Premier League. Um, but it, it just it goes to show you. And it's cool. I mean, like, the, the people he's played with, the people he's played under, like, you know, like a guy like Vincent and company, and sharing how that blueprint of success kind of transferred into what he's doing now. You know, signing a five-year deal at Burnley and bringing them – From the championship right back to the Premier League, which is one of the most difficult things, most difficult things to do, especially, you know, coming down the year before and going back up. So, I mean, that was fascinating, too. But yeah, again, shout out to them. Um, As far as us, free support. Keep it rolling. Like, subscribe, share, plug, pass. Review on Spotify, review on Apple, subscribe for the newsletter, check out Yanks Abroad, all the articles we've been doing with them. Shouts out to those guys, the legends. And yeah, 2023 has been a great year. We're getting on halfway soon. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think like starting this, that we've had guys like Matt Miazga coming on to share some of the blueprints for, for success. So more to come.
0: Until next time
1: keep moving forward, keep learning, and make your own path.